I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. To say that 2020 was a year unlike any we'd ever lived through before would be an understatement. America and the world experienced a pandemic and economic crisis, a long overdue reckoning with racism, climate-related disasters, including the most active hurricane season on record, and raging wildfires on the West Coast. And as a result of all this, we experienced a complete upheaval in the ways we live, learn, work, and interact with one another. Amidst all these challenges, Americans held a national election, casting their ballots in record numbers in a presidential election that has been a bedrock of our constitutional democracy from the beginning. It's taken place every four years amidst wars, depression, and the pandemic. From virtual conventions to expanded vote-by-mail and early voting so that people could cast their ballots safely and reliably, the 2020 election often had a different look and feel than those of the past. In the scope of America's challenges and the widely divergent ways the two candidates and parties approach them, raise the stakes even higher. Our future and our very democracy were on the line. That became even more apparent in the weeks after Election Day, as Donald Trump and his most ardent enablers tried to overturn the results of a free and fair election that he lost and undermine the public's faith in our entire system, eventually leading to the disgraceful and deadly assault on the Capitol on January 6th. So why am I telling you this? Because with every new development in the 2020 campaign and its aftermath, it was clear we were living through one of the most consequential moments in our history. 
one that would be intensely examined and debated for years to come. Against the backdrop of our own lives, we were also living history in real time, never sure what each new day would bring, and we still are. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, wondering what future generations will make of all of it, and what we as a country and as individuals will or will not do to keep us moving forward. It's clear to me that President Biden and Vice President Harris are doing everything they can to serve everyone and working to bring us all back together. But the damage of the last four plus years of poison politics is very real. That's why I'm so glad to have a friend with me today who's one of America's most distinguished historians, a person I've learned to turn to when I'm trying to make sense of these kinds of questions. Douglas Brinkley is a professor of history at Rice University, an amazingly prolific author and commentator, and a walking encyclopedia of American history, politics, and culture. I'm glad he's here and glad we're going to have this conversation. Thanks for being here, Doug. Uh, thank you for having me, Mr. President. Why did you decide to become a historian? Well, I, grew, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, and my mother and father were teachers, high school teachers. My dad did social studies, and my mother was an English teacher, which meant we didn't have much money. Um, so we had a small house, but what we did have was time, and time in our summer and so we got a trailer, a 24-foot coachman trailer, and my mom and dad would take my sister and I all over America. I got to visit the lower 48 states by the time I graduated from high school. And in particular, they took us to history sites. So I would go to Independence, Missouri and see Harry Truman's house, or we'd go to Nebraska and, and discover the landscape of the novelist Willa Cather or we would go to California and look at John Steinbeck's house, on and on. The national parks were built into this a lot, you know, whether from the Everglades to the Grand Canyon, from North Cascades National Park to, you know, the, uh, the lake shores in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. We went all over, and I just fell in love with the history sites. I would take pictures of myself at the homes of former presidents, at, at graves of Paul Revere or, or, you know, Abraham Lincoln's tomb, and I just kind of became a history nerd. So by the time I was going to college, um, I was debating law, or history, and eventually I chose to, to make my profession to be a historian. Well, historian, how do you think history will view this election? Boy, um, 2020 is going to live for a long time. I mean, first and foremost, people are going to remember um, this was the year of the pandemic, uh, one of the giant moments in all of U.S. history. Um, you know, we've had tragedies of, you know, John F. Kennedy's assassination in 1963, or the Oklahoma City bombing, that, which you led us through um, so admirably, or 9-11 with um, George W. Bush. But those, the disaster, if you like, tragedy happened in a localized way. COVID hit everybody, every state, every community, and everybody was asked to participate. So it's interesting to me that Joe Biden, in the end, developed the mask as his version of um, the Make America Great Red Caps of Trump. 
meaning a symbol of 2020 will be Biden's mask. Because early on, he decided to lay low in Delaware, uh, only do a limited amount of events and make sure you social distance and try to educate the public on the public health uh, pandemic that we were, we were suffering through by, by example. And so I think Biden will be remembered as the mass president who did the right thing through the pandemic where Donald Trump was quite reckless. I think history will also look at 2020 as a record number of, of, of voter participation. Uh, I find that to be heartening um, that we really were able to run a free and fair election uh, without um, foreign interference. And we had record voter turnout, which means our, our people in America um, showed up during a, a pandemic to vote. And so I find that upbeat. But in the end, the oddity of um, Donald Trump, his strange behavior um, throughout the pandemic, uh, holding a rally in Tulsa with no mask, and then his botching of, of um, how to communicate to the public about the pandemic uh, uh, really uh, stays, you know, it, it, it's there. And there's the excitement at the end of the year. I remember Mr. President in 1968 after Nixon and Humphrey and Wallace and the assassinations of King and, and uh, Bobby Kennedy, the astronauts were on the cover of Time Magazine in December of 1968, looking at planet Earth and are gearing up for going to the moon. When I saw Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, first woman vice president, uh, um, on the cover of Time, I thought, wow, even through this weird, ugly year, we're breaking a first in America uh, with Kamala Harris becoming vice president. So I'm trying to feel upbeat about our democracy, even though I do recognize we're, we've got a lot of corrosive issues we're having to grapple with. More with my guest, Douglas Brinkley, after this. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. 
That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I want to welcome Doug Brinkley back and say that when we originally talked, it was before the attack on the Capitol on January 6th. And I think that it's important to put that into some sort of historical context, as well as thinking about what it means today and going forward. Um, So first of all, let's do just a tad of history, Doug. Uh, Can you tell us about some other examples of insurrection in the country's history and violence against institutions. What happened? What can we learn from it? Well, it is unprecedented what happened on January 6, 2021. I mean, it's going to live in infamy. It's going to be one of those moments where the video footage is played over and over again, like the Kennedy assassination or the planes going into the World Trade Center. But when you look back in American history, we've had plenty of insurrections. I think the energy of uh, the Trump insurrection, you could see parallels with the Know Nothing Party of the 1840s and 1850s. The Know Nothings were vehemently anti-Catholic. They had conspiracy theories about how the Pope was going to run America. They wanted America to stay a white, Christian, Protestant country. So German and Irish uh, immigrants coming to America were getting killed, stoned, hazed, um, and it really grew in power, the know-nothings. I mean, uh, former President Millard Fillmore was drafted as ex-president to lead the know-nothing party. Uh, People like John Wilkes Booth considered himself a know-nothing. The uh, leading Congress people in Massachusetts and Maryland became know-nothings. Um, and of course, that led that tension of that anti-immigration um, view kind of fizzled out once we got into the Buchanan presidency and we were on the doorstep of the great civil war. And nothing talks insurrection more than the civil war. I mean, the fact that Abraham Lincoln 
had to take a train ride from Springfield to Washington, D.C., with assassins lurking, uh, going into an executive mansion that wasn't protected. And the thought that when the uh, Fort Sumner happened and the southern states broke, uh, Lincoln was just surrounded by basically insurgents. Uh, and incidentally, the know-nothings I see having very similar attributes in people that joined the Tea Party movement, for example, or QAnon. Uh, there's a feeling in America about conspiracies that elites were Masons, and there be, used to be a great anti-Mason movement that somehow these elites were had a secret cabal in society. So the other Americans formed their own sort of secret uh, cults uh, to try to beat up on the elites. And so I see a lot of currents I recognize. However, uh, with social media added into the mix, uh, which has never before happened in American history, uh, I really worry about uh, the continuation of other January 6th, if not an attack on our capital, but uh, you know the need to secure federal and state buildings. There is a real anti-government movement alive and well in our country right now. And do you think there's going to be a long-term impact? You know, I think that we're this whole year we'll be getting more puzzle pieces for January 6th. It's going to be its own realm of study. There'll be universities that have January 6th scholars. Um, and it's going to, it's why Nancy Pelosi correctly in my mind called for a 9-11 commission-like report. We just need to gather more and more data, um, not just for the sake of helping the FBI or law enforcement find perpetrators of the uh, Capitol raid, but just to start let us understand what happened. And so that's going to work itself through for a couple of years here. This neo-civil war we're in right now, uh, you would know better than I, but I think it's going to go on for a while. I don't see uh, Joe Biden, who is doing an incredibly great job as president in calming our country and showing leadership and statesmanlike qualities, but it's going to take us a while. Uh, the great poet Robert Frost used to say, the only way out is through. The only way we're going to get out of this, this mess we're in politically is to kind of go through all the steps, and it could take a few years. We're going to have a hard time. Already, there are literally 100 bills introduced in the state legislatures by Republicans to make it harder to vote. 100. One in Georgia says you can't have vote my mail anymore unless you've got a good reason not to vote on election day, and you have to have an affidavit swearing to that, putting yourself at legal risk. And it's chilling, stuff like this everywhere. There are amendments in, offered in uh, my state legislature of my native state, Arkansas, basically trying to control what the, what the courts can do and what cases they can hear and things like that. I mean, it, this is all over the country. So they're just as active as they were before. They're energized. And they believe that they nearly won. And so we're just going to have to keep fighting this. And for the president and his administration, the most important thing to do is produce. Just produce results people can feel. Where were you on January 6th, Mr. President? You were in Chappaqua, and, yeah. if you, and you started watching all of this unfold. What what did you think? What was your, your fears, and did it ring your Oklahoma City 
Dell or it did, but I have to say, if you look at what we saw on sixth, I knew that Trump said, "I oh, you'll have a peaceful march." I heard him say that, but he was encouraging them to do what they did. You know, he used to do the same thing in 2016 with his rallies. You know, when he said, uh, he'd say, "Beat the hell out of the protesters at his rallies," or you know, maybe his Second Amendment people could take care of Hillary. And no one took him seriously. I mean, not no one. I took him seriously. But but I think a lot of people didn't. What I saw that day was profoundly troubling, but I did not realize myself until later in the day and then as the days unfolded how much actual danger members of Congress were under. At the time, they, they, they could have been viewed as just a crazed mob having fun, you know, trashing the Capitol, which was terrible, but you can repair things. But it's obvious that a lot of them were there under an, under a planning program and intended to do what they did and intended to, they thought they could intimidate a number of these congresspeople and the vice president into changing their opinions. And because Donald Trump told them that's all it would take, they actually believed him. We'll be right back. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The historian Brinkley, who do you believe is the most consequential person in American history, and if you will, in world history, that most people don't know much about? Boy, there I have a, f- a few that quickly jump to mind. One I know you would agree with in recent times is uh, Dolores Huerta. Um, you know, she's, uh, people are looking for a, a Latino leader, and there she is in our midst. And when you really read her backstory of bravery, working with Cesar Chavez in the fields and as an organizer, She's somebody that really deserves a definitive biography and a lot more uh, attention to. Um, I think Dwight Eisenhower's performance in World War II, while we all honor it, was really quite remarkable, the way he dealt with all the egos of British generals and people like Patton. and (laughs) The the way that Ike's personality was able to kind of keep a steady hand uh, throughout World War II, we probably owe Eisenhower uh, more gratitude for his uh, leadership during the war than we, w- than we give him. Um, and then there's somebody I've, I've kind of might, I've made a hobby out of, Mr. President, named Charles Thompson, who was the Secretary of the Continental Congress when our nation was founded. And he kept all the minutes at Independence Hall, you know, the records. And he'd also have to reimburse Jefferson and Adams for lodging and uh, food and all of this. But he um, he kind of was our did an amazing job to fund Washington's army. So when you read George Washington at Valley Forge and the the, the men of the Continental Army are freezing and have dysentery and uh, they're really their toes are falling off. And it's Washington writing Thompson, I need munitions, I need blankets, I need medicine. And his ability to find things that Washington needed during the war. And then Thompson's the one who chose the eagle as their national symbol when Ben Franklin wanted the wild turkey. Turkey, yeah. Yeah. And he then designed Thompson the great seal of the United States. And he was against slavery. He was an abolitionist and also wanted equality for women and was a lawyer defending Native American rights. He ran the Sons of Liberty uh, like Sam Adams ran it in Boston, but uh, Charles Thompson ran it in Philadelphia and was the top beer maker, brewer in that period of America. Well, Sam Adams now has a bottle of beer named after him. Nobody's named the bottle after Charles Thompson, who was actually a more successful brewer than uh, Sam Adams. So one day I hope somebody does a book on Charles Thompson. Well, I think uh, you've probably just inspired two or 300 people to start looking at it. (laughs) Give us a travel recommendation. You talked about traveling as a child to all these places that made you love American history. What are two or three places you'd want your children to see now? to learn about the past and the future? That's my favorite question you can ask me because I'm a a real road person. I love to go explore America. Underrated um, is back to that upper Midwest. If you go to uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and go to um, Lake Minneaka right there near the cities, but then go to the St. Croix River along the Wisconsin border and then north 
uh, where Voyager's um, National Park is, so nobody really goes in northern Minnesota. But then in Michigan, if you go to Lake Travis and Isle uh, Royal um, Parts, but there's a national uh, lakeshore I recommend to everybody called Sleeping Bear National Lakeshore. These giant sand dunes that go into the lake uh, in northern Michigan. And so vacationing up there in the summers in Minnesota, Michigan is... Um, particularly when the weather gets warmer in the summers, it's cool up there and uh, you don't have the crowds of Cape Cod or or uh, around Seattle or somewhere. Uh, that, that leaps to mind. And then just Utah to go see the Canyonlands, Arches and Zion and Bryce Canyon, what you did for Grand Escalante and saving that part of the Colorado Plateau, which you can go get lost in the red rock wilderness and you can find solitude and you can hike and there are all these little towns there i'm proud that utah's become a national park state that you can really go and travel and uh, fdr envisioned it as that fdr planned utah to be a national park state as a way to raise income for the state and he did the same for vermont for ski lodging and he thought recreation dollars coming into those states would help defer some of the mining or types of um, extraction industries that could be harmful for the land. So there's nothing like Utah parks um, if you get a chance to go to them and then in Arizona to the Grand Canyon. Thank you very much. Um, I can't thank you enough. I take it I can close by saying that on balance, you still believe America has better days ahead. Absolutely. And that's what matters most. So thank you, Doug Brinkley. And I hope our listeners enjoyed this. If you have any questions, you can contact Doug or pick up some of his books. You'll like them all. Thanks. Thank you, Mr. President. That was fun. Why Am I Telling You This is a production of iHeartRadio, the Clinton Foundation, and At Will Media. Our executive producers are Craig Manassian and Will Malnati. Our production team includes Mitch Bluestein, Jameson Katsoufis, Tom Galton, Sarah Horowitz, and Jake Young, with production support from Tyler Scott and Latavia Young. Original music by Watt White. Special thanks to John Sykes, Tina Flanoy, John Davidson, Angel Urena, Corey Gansley, Oscar Flores, Kevin Thurm, and all our dedicated staff and partners at the Clinton Foundation. If you have an idea or suggestion for the show, we'd love to hear from you. So please visit clintonfoundation.org slash podcast to share your thoughts with us. If you like the show, tell someone else about it. You can subscribe to Why Am I Telling You This on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. By listening to this podcast, you're helping support the work of the Clinton Foundation. So thank you. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Hemphill, Director of the Presidential Leadership Scholars Program, a one-of-a-kind partnership between the Presidential Centers of Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, George H. W. Bush, and Lyndon Baines Johnson. President Clinton often says that the key to great leadership is in finding our common humanity, something that's needed now more than ever. That's why each year we bring together a dramatically diverse group of leaders, from doctors to teachers, elected officials to scientists, active military and veterans, all of whom have a passion for making the world a better place. 
We create a culture of collaboration that transcends partisan divides and ideological differences in service of a greater good. Today, presidential leadership scholars across the country are working together and actively applying the lessons learned in our program to help tackle today's most pressing challenges. You can learn more about this work and see how you can get involved by visiting www.clintonfoundation.org slash podcast. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.